Well, good evening, church family. Thank you for joining us today, back in person service again for this midweek service. Uh, glad you guys were able to make it out today. Um, before we get started with worship, I wanted to share uh, some scripture with you all. Um, and this this scripture comes from Second Corinthians chapter three. Second Corinthians chapter three, starting at verse seventeen. <clears throat> for the for the Lord is the Spirit. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. Amen, church. Why don't we just stand as we begin worship? Let's start off with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this past weekend celebrating the birth of your son, Jesus Christ, with our loved ones, our family, our friends, our neighbors. Lord, we invite you into the, to this place right now. We invite your spirit here because your word says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we want to experience that tonight, God. We want to experience that freedom that your word says has in our marriage, in our family, in our relationships, in our jobs, in our emotions, our heart, and everything, in every place in our life, God. We want to see your spirit. We want to see that freedom. So tonight we open up our hearts, we open up our minds, and we invite your spirit here in us today. We thank you. We thank you that you're here with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Church, as we begin worship, why don't we just greet one another? Now we worship together, church. Amen. It's just our voices. One voice, one accord. We sing to the glory of the Lord. We sing. When all I see is in battle, you see my victory. When all I see is a mountain, you see the mountain move. And as I walk through the shadow, your love surrounds me. That's right. Come on and sing it. There's nothing to fear now, for I am safe with you. Come on and sing this with me. So when I fight, I'll fight on my knees. With my hands lifted high, oh God, the battle belongs to you. Impossible for you. Oh, 
come on. It's time to lift up our voice. We say, when I see all the ashes, you see the beauty. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, oh, oh. when I see is the cross, Lord, you see an empty tomb. So when I find, I find on my knees, with my hand lifted high, oh, God, the battle belongs to you. And every deep I lay at your feet, I'll sing through the night. The battle belongs to you.
Lord, that you come to fight for me every time. That my weapon is the melody that I can lift up and praise to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for always being there for me. Most importantly, Lord, thank you for the honor of standing in your presence in this place right now. At the end of the year where some have suffered battles forwards and and felt like they've just been overrun, Heavenly Father, would you just fill us in this place with a new feeling of your presence? When people come in to mourn those that they have lost in this year, Lord, would you just fill us with the fresh wind of your power in this place, Lord? We come seeking your word and your grace and your mercy and we come believing that in this place right now right here that you will grant it and we seek your fresh wind and your fresh grace and your fresh love in this place Bright, King and King, come is what we 
Say so, say, let of her prophesy. Heavenly Father, just come in this we can hear Let your spirit blow, blow through this place. Fill the hearts that need to hear your praise. Move upon our praise. Heavenly Father, as we lift up our honor and our glory to you in this place. We can hear your wind. Blow in, blow in. 
spirit out. Pour your spirit out. The holy anointing. The power of your presence. Pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out. Sing it again. Pour your spirit out. Oh, 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 your spirit out. Father, you've answered our prayer. Your spirit is here with us right now. We thank you for showing up tonight, God, especially in a service like this, God. As we look upon the pictures of loved ones, family, our moms, dads, sons, daughters, uncles, aunts, cousins, friends, who left us so suddenly this year, without a trace and without even knowing. Lord, we thank you that you showed up tonight telling us that they are being taken care of right now. That when they walked up to those gates, the words that they heard were, well done, my good and faithful servant. And we thank you, God. We thank you for that opportunity that was given to them, God, to make that declaration that Jesus was their Savior. Lord, though they're not here with us today physically, we know that they're here with us still. And we can rejoice too in the struggles, the other struggles that we've gone through this year. God, it hasn't been easy for a lot of us. So Lord, as we look forward to this new year, God, give us that fresh wind, the fragrance of heaven, God the understanding and the love and joy that no evil and no fear could ever conquer us, our lives, our hearts and our minds, God. Knowing that Jesus lived, died, and was resurrected again. It's because of the life and death and resurrection of Jesus, that we believe that in this next year that we are going to continue to follow your call. Look on to the path that you have set before us, God. Lord, because the battle has already been won. 
And if you are for us, who can ever stand against us? Lord, we thank you. We thank you, God, for showing up tonight. Lord, keep us. Keep our minds and our hearts open to your word, to your wisdom, to your comfort and your love that we're so, so much seeking tonight, God. We thank you that you're here with us. We love you. We praise you. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's give a round of applause for God showing up tonight, amen. Church, you may be seated. I tell Pastor and Pastor Mike a lot, how do you guys not get emotional when you stand up here? (laughs) God is so good. Well, church, thank you for showing up tonight again in our midweek service. We hope that you were um, spent uh, some good time this past weekend during Christmas uh, with your families and loved ones um, celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Ate good food, got all kinds of great gifts. Um, we're back here in person, and it's so good to see you guys. Um, we just have a few announcements before we proceed with the service tonight. Um, this coming Sunday... January 1st, the new year, 2023, we are back in person, in service, uh, this coming Sunday, January 1st, uh, our normal times, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. We hope that you will be able, we're all going to stay up on on Saturday night, bringing in the new year, um, but we hope that even though we're staying up, that you would be able to come and serve with us, that you would be able to come and worship and just praise God for everything that he's been doing in your lives and, uh, just hear the message that Pastor Richard will have for us um, as we bring in, as we welcome in the new year. Um, so again, January 1st this coming Sunday, our normal times, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Um, also, um, with the new year coming in, um, a lot of us have given our lives to Christ, and we, we just we, we want to praise and, and thank God that you guys were able to uh, de- declare that Jesus was your Savior and that you're going to follow him. Um, and as you do that, um, along with all your other New Year's resolutions that you may have, I think the best one that you can ever start with is being baptized, declaring, openly declaring, yeah, amen, definitely, openly declaring that you are going to live for Jesus, that you're going to follow him and you're going to follow his example. Um, we're going to be having a baptism service, a New Year's baptism service on Sunday the 8th. Um, just the week after, uh, after the first, um, following right after second service uh, that day. Again, that's going to be Sunday the 8th. If you would like to get baptized, um, even if you gave your life to Christ um, two years ago, 5, 10, 15 years ago, and you still have not made that next step into your faith and your walk with God, we want to invite you to do that. Um, you can register online uh, at n- nbcabq.com. Uh, there's a registration link that you can go to there. Um, and I think there's even cards, I believe. I think there's uh, a place you can sign up as well outside. Um, you can check that after after service. But um, Sunday the 8th, baptism service, right after second service. Um, and then that following week, uh, we've been kind of announcing child dedications on the 8th, but we switched it last minute. Um, so we apologize for the, any inconvenience that may uh, given you guys, but we're doing child dedication services um, the Sunday the 15th, that following week after baptisms. 
Um, so that's going to be a chance for you parents and you guardians who have a little one who just gave birth or Maybe you want to make that promise to yourself that you're going to raise up your child in the ways of the Lord. You're to teach him about Jesus, about love. You're to teach him about that joy. You're to teach him who God is and what God can do in their life. That way, later on, when your child uh, that you're looking over is ready to give their life, it's going to be because of, uh, because of you, uh, by your example, and by your teaching. Um, a lot of us here... Uh, our parents, we are the products of, of our parents doing that. Uh, I know I am, my, um, my mom, you know, raised me up in the ways of the Lord, and here I am today serving the Lord, and it's all because of the way my parents, yeah, amen, the way my parents taught me, um, and so much of you. So uh, Sunday, the 15th, uh, child dedications, you, again, you can register online, uh, you, or you could call our offices, and they can get you set up with that as well. Um, Saturday, the 7th, Saturday, January 7th, is going to be a sisterhood, sisterhood uh, potluck. Um, that's going to be starting at 10 a.m. So women of God, if you want to start off the new year um, uh, take, taking a different step in, in ministry and, and um, meeting new women uh, here at our church uh, to share life with, to grieve with, um, there's no better place to do that with just women um, than this day on Saturday the 7th, Sisterhood at 10 a.m. It's going to be here at New Beginnings Church. Um, and then, men, we have something for you as well. That following Saturday, the 14th, is we're doing a men's potluck breakfast. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> we had a lot of men come to the last time and help give out those uh, Christmas baskets. So uh, thank you for doing that. Thank you for showing up, men. Same thing, if you want to start off the new year, um, just connecting w- with, another, with another man and uh, sharing, uh, <laughs> grieving with one another, um, sharing life with one another, encouraging. And that's the most important that both of these two events are going to be for the men and women is not just sharing life and grieving with each other, but encouraging each other, encouraging each other, uh, sharing scripture with each other and wisdom um, to keep going, to keep life uh, going and following God. Amen. Um, and that's about it. That's all that's going on. Again, thank you so much for being here. Um, before we can, uh, as we continue on with this um, light of uh, remembrance, um, I want to invite someone up here, uh, Ray Baldonado. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had it. I was, I was rehearsing. I was like, Baldonado, Baldonado. And then left me. Um, he is the uh, director and coordinator for Daniel's Family Service, and they're co-sponsoring uh, this service tonight. And he's going to come up, and he's going to share just a short poem with you all as we start this service. First, thank you, Pastor. In the church. So a poem that a family friend gave to my parents after we lost my brother 22 years ago. It helped us get through Christmas and the holidays, and we still recite it at home or in private. You all have a copy. I hope you all take one home with you and keep it for years to come. I see the countless Christmas trees around the the world below, 
with tiny lights like heaven stars reflecting on the snow. The sight is so spectacular, please wipe away that tear, for I, I am spending Christmas with Jesus Christ this year. I hear the many songs that people hold so dear, but the sounds of music can't compare with the Christmas choir up here. <clears throat> for I have no words to tell you the joy their voices bring, for it is beyond description to hear the angels sing. I can't tell you of the splendor or the peace here in this place. Can you just imagine Christmas with our Savior face to face? I'll ask him to light your spirit as I tell him of your love. So then pray for one another as you lift your eyes above. Please let your heart be joyful and let your spirit sing. For I am spending Christmas in heaven and I am walking with the king. I know, much, I know how much you miss me. I see the pain inside your heart. But I'm not so far away. We are only we aren't apart. So be happy for me, dear ones. You know I hold you dear. And be glad I'm spending Christmas with Jesus Christ this year. I send you each a special gift from my heavenly home above. Send you each a memory of my undying love. After all, love is a gift more precious than pure gold. It was always most important in the stories Jesus told. Please love and keep each other as my father said to do. For I, for I can't count the blessings or the love he has for you. So have a Merry Christmas and wipe away that tear. Remember, I'm spending Christmas. Remember, I'm spending Christmas with Jesus Christ this year. Thank you, Ray. Appreciate that. Thank you for being here with us tonight. You know, as he was reading that, I couldn't help but think of several of you. I haven't got to see everyone here tonight, but I saw so many faces that I journeyed through the death of your loved one with you. And I can't help but experience a lot of emotion as you are. Grief is a really difficult thing. Grief is an emotion that's related to loss. Losing a person or a place or a thing. When you lose someone, we're overwhelmed with grief. Sometimes we lose a home or a place of work or everything changes because of the loss. We lose something that's real special to us and we feel this overwhelming pain of loss. This grief that just eats at us and it just takes and seems to siphon life out of us. 
and we're looking for hope and we're looking for something that we can look forward to and something to just embrace and something to say, God, I need you so desperately. Give me some kind of a sign that they're okay. And God, in his infinite way, sends those signs, doesn't he? Stuff that you see or you bump into and you pick up and you go, oh, how weird that I saw this. Who would have thought I would have seen this Dr. Pepper here right now? That was her favorite. Or bizcochitos, oh my gosh. Empanaditas de carnita, oh my gosh. Tamales and pozole, oh my gosh. Ham and turkey and mashed potatoes with red chili. And all those memories that just stir up all these emotions and you go, yes, God, thank you. I needed that visit of you. I needed that reminder of you. I needed that moment with you that you spoke into my life. And then we seek strength. Because when we're going through grief, we're looking for hope. But God seems to give us the strength we need to make it through. Strength that you need to just get up in the morning, get out of bed, get dressed, make the bed, to go to work, to be able to cook for the family. And you don't want to ignore the family, but you're so overwhelmed by grief, you just kind of go in this weird mode of numbness. But I'm here to tell you that there's hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's hope in the Lord. Because when your loved one was alive, you were journeying through life with them. They were your companion. Might have been your mom or your dad or your mama, your daddy, whatever you call them. But they were your dad, your mom. Or it might have been your husband or your wife. Life's partner that you journeyed through life and you shared everything together. Might have been your son or your daughter. And you journeyed through life and you just had a lot of fun together. It might have been your brother, your sister. They became not just a brother or sister, but they ended up becoming your best friend. Or it might be your grandson or your granddaughter. And you go, oh my gosh, I get another chance to help my children raise their children and pour into them. And it might have just been your best friend, but you journeyed through life with them and you walked through life and you just enjoyed life together. But when they died, now death has become your companion. Death has been there to walk through life with you. Death, no longer life, it's death. And that's all you think about is their death, their death, their death, their death. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, it says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. And you never even thought it was going to happen. You thought your brokenness was one that would never heal. And all of a sudden you see them and you find yourself saying, you know what? I don't know exactly what you're going through, but I've been there. 
I've been there and you reach out to them and you touch them and you reach into their heart and you put your hand into their wound and you say, you know what? It will start to heal. But you got to just keep walking. You can't stop. You see, we all experience grief differently. For some of us, grief was that long illness. Like my mama, when I was 16 and she got cancer, and my mom never drove. So I was her wheels. I used to take her to her chemo and her radiation and we saw her deteriorating little at a time. Or it might be not a long illness. It might be a sudden death. And all of a sudden you get the phone call and you go, did you hear? She died of a heart attack. He died, he died in a car wreck. You're not gonna believe what happened. It was a freak accident. And they're taken from me that quick and, and there's this jolt that you feel and this, you wake up in the morning and they didn't. Maybe it was sickness or overdose or a bad decision that cost them their life. And for others, it was a violent death. This death that they stole them from you. They just took them and you feel like, wait, I didn't even have a chance. It's like, what happened? And they violated your whole household by violating them and taking their life. We're all experiencing grief in a different way. Some, it was someone immediate to you, and some, it was family. But overall, you're still grieving. For some of us, it's been a long, long time. When AJ was praying, he said, some of us have lost this year. Yes, we have, but you know what? Some of us have lost. My mom died 46 years ago. Yet it feels like it was yesterday. It feels like, wow, there's times that I just grieve and I go, man, I miss my mom. And there's other times I just go through life and I think of her, but it's not overwhelming. And then I grieve with my grandsons whose daddy was murdered. From one day to the next, you get the phone call and they're gone and you're saying, what do you mean they died? What do you mean they killed them? What do you mean they took their life? What, wait, what do you mean? And, and you go through all these emotions that you're trying to grab a hold of and, and, and you keep reaching out to grab a hold of hope, but it seems like grief plows you down. And right when you get a hold of hope, boom, you're hit again and you're like, okay, God, I need you really strong. I, I really need you right now. And God's embrace is powerful because we embrace his strength. We cry out to him and say, God, heal me. And his word is so powerful because in Psalm 147, verse three, he says, he heals the brokenhearted. Some of you haven't even allowed him to heal you. You haven't allowed him to reach in there and touch your heart because you're so overwhelmed by the grief, you don't even want to get near anyone. You don't want him to get near you because you're even a little bugged with him. You're like, thanks a lot, God. Where were you? You fall asleep on the job? 
We pray, 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 pray. We pray, 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 pray. I've been wanting to get pregnant forever, and I finally get pregnant, and I lose the baby. What's up with you, God? I pray, 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 pray. My son or my daughter dealt with addiction, and it took their life. We pray, 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 and cancer is this dreaded, horrible disease that plagues our country and really our world, and, and it took their life. And we could go on and on and on. But I'm telling you, God says he is the healer of the brokenhearted, and he bandages your wounds. He has a way of touching those wounds and healing them where they don't bleed anymore. These wounds, they, it's still sensitive and it's still tender, but he has a way of stopping the bleeding, of comforting you. In the book of Psalms 34, verse 18, it says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He's close. He's right there. Just like you're walking with your loved one's death, you need to start walking with the Lord. One hand with him and one hand with your loved one. And if you believe that your loved one's with the Lord, say, Lord, hold on to their hand as I hold on to yours because that way I'm holding on to them as well. And you hold him and it says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. You see, we cry out and we say, God, so dark around me. And Jesus says, but I want to give you my light because I'm the light of the world. See, we say I'm exhausted. And he says, I want to give you rest. I want to renew your spirit. Come to me, unto me, all you who are exhausted, and I will give you rest, says the Lord. I will lift you up. I will carry you. I will renew you. And he will renew your his strength with his word. We say nothing makes sense anymore, Lord. It's so confusing. I'm so broken. I'm so empty. I'm so hard. It's, I, God. And God says, but I'll make sense of it. Because I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the one that carries you through. I'm the one that'll make sense out of it. And you're saying, but I feel so lonely. And he says, but don't you understand? I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm going through this with you. I haven't abandoned you. I haven't forgotten you. And those truths are so real and it's so powerful because you hold on to that. You see, we feel like, Lord, sometimes I don't even know if I feel you around. And he says, oh, I'm there. Seek me and you will find me. I'm right there. And really, what's weird about grief is sometimes we even feel guilty smiling. We feel guilty having a good time. Have you found yourself enjoying yourself? And then all of a sudden, you're like, what's wrong with me? And God says, it's called joy, the joy of the Lord. I'm there with you, and I'm carrying you, and it's okay to be happy again because they're in my presence, and I'm taking good care of them for you. And he wants to hold us and he wants to heal us and he wants to carry us. And when your loved one died, you acquired this new companion called death. And every day that death is there, every day, every noontime, every nighttime, every time, death and death and death. But today I want to give you life. <laughs> 
I want to offer you the life of the Lord. I want to offer you the joy of the Lord. I want to offer you the presence of the Lord. I want to introduce you to another companion that will walk through life with you, and his name is Jesus Christ that will help you in the darkest moments of your life, that will help you in the broken parts of your life, that will help you and he will carry you and he will encourage you and he will say, I understand. And God will say, I understand. I saw my own son die. He was put to death in a violent way, but he was put to death like that for you so that you might find wholeness and healing and complete joy out of the brokenness of your life. Because I'm a counselor, he said. I'm a comforter. I am love and I'm joy and peace and I'm patience and kindness and goodness and I'm faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. I am the fruit of the Spirit. I am God, and he wants to be there for us. You see, the more and more you walk with the Lord, the less and less death will show up because you're walking in the light of the world. You're walking in life, and God will remind you, guess what? Your loved one's with me. Your loved one is still alive. They just live at a different address. They live in glory and I don't know what glory is going to be like, but man, I'm telling you, they never want to come back. <laughs> I know you've probably said it. I used to say it when my mama died. God, please let her come back. Then when my dad died, I was 31, and I was like, golly, dad, you're gone. Come back. And in my weird mind, I see him up in heaven going, no, don't send me back. That's earth, it's nuts down there, especially in Albuquerque, it's crazy. And as awesome as it is, it's crazy. Let them just come up here with me. And we can, that's a joy. We get to be with them again, we get to see them again. We get to be in the presence of Almighty God and he's gonna say, hey, you've been thinking about your family? Guess what? Not only are they here, but all of these people up here are your family. And you're going to get to be with them reunited again, walking the streets of gold, celebrating. And for some of you that just came out of Christmas and you came out of Thanksgiving, and you used to remember when they were there, you and your brother used to fight like cats and dogs. And you and your mama used to argue, and you and your daddy used to just get into it. I don't know what heaven's going to be like, but I think it's going to be a noisy place. <laughs> They're going to be there, look, you finally got here. I can't even believe you got here. Yeah, Dad, I got here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be like, but I'll tell you what. It's a promise that God has made us and he will keep. Look at your loved ones. You honored them tonight. You brought a picture that you don't even have to look at because it's burned in your heart. You could tell us about that picture, and if we say, tell me about your loved one, we're going to have to be here a long time because you got story after story after story because they burned life into you. So don't walk with death anymore. Walk with their life. Tell the stories of their life. Say, oh, let me tell you about my husband. 
We were married for 50 years. We were married for 60 years. We're doing a funeral next Saturday for Joy Lynn Visa, a saint of God. Her and Gilly were married over 60 years. And Gilly went home to be with the Lord last year. And she went home to be with the Lord last week. And all the stories that they would tell, the stories that you tell of your brother and your sister. You say, man, my brother was crazy. Oh, my gosh, he had us cracking up all the time. You could tell stories and you're dying laughing and he's not even there anymore, but he's right there and your stomach even hurts from laughing so hard. You could think of your grandson or your granddaughter. And you go, God, (laughs) only the short time we had them, oh my gosh, they filled our lives to overflowing. You see, God has a way of pouring life into us where death is occupied. But you have to let God in to pour in that light. You gotta let God in to pour in that hope. You gotta let God in to heal the brokenness. You gotta let him in to renew you and renew your heart and your hope. Oh, you might still grieve, but you grieve different. You see, Jesus even said, in a short while you will grieve, but then you will be happy. And they're like, what is he talking about? And he said, it's gonna be kind of like a woman giving birth. Now, us men don't quite understand that because none of us have given birth. Nowadays, they're saying men could get pregnant. I don't know what planet they're on, but you know, hey. (laughs) But I'm telling you, if you've ever been next to your wife or maybe your sister or your mom or I don't know, maybe you were there when somebody gave birth, you saw the pain that the poor ladies have to go through. But once they go through all that pain and it's agonizing, then the babies are, wow. <laughs> if it was only that easy, huh? Oh, look at that. It doesn't quite happen like that, but I'll tell you, once that baby's in their arms, they go, look at that. You want to have another baby? <laughs> because the pain is replaced by life. And you need to understand that your loved one, if they're with the Lord, they have life. So let God replace your pain with life. And though you're giving grief and you have grief and you're travailing and you're saying, God, this pain is overwhelming. It's like they tell women, push, because you're almost there. Push, because you're going to get the joy. It's about to come out. That joy is just going to pop out into your arms and your heart's going to be overwhelmed. They go, oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you that I know my loved ones with you. Thank you that you're with me, God, and because you're with me and you're with them, they're with me and they're with them. And oh, God, thank you. This is so cool. You see, he sheds his light with us, his hope, his dreams, our dreams and our hopes. Some of you feel like, I can't believe my life was shortened. We had all these plans. Let me tell you something. 
Keep shining that light in the midst of your brokenness. You might think it's completely dark, but I'm telling you, say, Lord Jesus, come into my situation because I need light. I am broken, but you can heal me and make me whole. Oh, I don't know what you're going through, but I'm here to tell you, you came tonight to honor your loved one and to glorify God. To say, God, thank you. Hold my loved one. Whisper into their ear how much I miss them. Whisper into their ear how much we wish they were here. But as you hold them, now hold me, Lord. Hold me with the same loving arms. Breathe into me the way, Lord, you breathe into her. Some of you don't even know what to do. You don't, you don't want to let go, but yet you want to let go. You're like, what do I do? And I say, let go. Let them go into the hands and arms of Almighty God. He can take care of them a lot better than you. And, oh, you were a good caregiver to your mama and your daddy your brother, your sister, your son, your daughter, your grandson, your granddaughter. You were a great caregiver, but I'm telling you, God's even better. Some of you are saying, but my little baby, let God hold your baby. He'll take good care of him for you. And he'll say, there's a whole choir of angels up here. And your loved ones are singing in the choir. They're rejoicing with his presence. So today we've got to say, God, because your word says that your word is a lamp to our feet and it's a guide to our life, let God's light illuminate the path that you're on, that it will show you which way to walk it will show you the way to wholeness. It'll show you the way to completeness. It'll show you the way to be completely restored. And you'll say, Lord, thank you. Thank you that, Lord, I'm able to live because you live. And I felt like dying with them, but now you're giving me hope, and I'm going to live for your glory, and I'm going to live to honor them. I'm going to carry out the dreams we had together. The dreams your sister said. Oh, someday, maybe we could do this. Go do it in her memory. Someday, you and your husband talked about this. Go do it in his memory, in her memory. The woulda, shoulda, couldas. Do them for their honor and for God's glory. Say, God, I'm going to rise up, rise up from the ashes of life and beauty is going to come forth from ashes because you bring healing to my life. In Psalm 71, verse 29, or 20 rather, in 21, it says, you have allowed me to suffer much hardship, but you will restore me to life again and lift me up from the depths of the earth. You will restore me to even greater honor and comfort me once again. That's the promise of God. That's the promise that you have. Today, I'm praying that you could leave here today and say, God, I feel 
a little bit better and I don't even feel guilty for being happy. I don't feel guilty for smiling. I don't feel guilty for dreaming again. Go do something that your family member would go, oh, mom, I'm so proud of you that you did that. And in my memory, grandma, thank you that you did that in my memory. Brother, thank you that you did that in my memory. Husband, thank you that you did that in my memory. Wife, and on and on and on and on, friend and loved one. Thank you that you did that in my memory. I'm telling you, God is alive and your loved one's alive. So I always say, hey, God, can you pass a message on to my mom? Lord, can you pass a message on to my dad? Lord, can you pass a message on to my sister? Lord, can you pass a message on to my grandson's dad? Lord, and you know what he says? Speak away because they're right here next to me. I'll tell them what you've been saying. Listen to me, church. God loves you. But some of you still can't figure it all out. And that's your problem. You're trying to figure it out. It'll never make sense till we get to the other side. A lot of us say, the first question I'm going to ask God is why. And once we get there, it's going to be, oh, that's why. (laughs) It's going to make perfect sense. It sure doesn't here. But I'm telling you, God, in his infinite wisdom, knew what he was doing. And he loves you, and he loves your family, and he wants to heal you, and he wants to restore you, and he wants to fill you with his peace, his love, and his grace. Today, I invite you to release your loved one into the loving arms of Christ. And say, Jesus, would you take my mama? Would you take my daddy? Would you take my son and my daughter, my brother, my sister, my grandson, my granddaughter, my grandma, my grandpa, my friend, my neighbor, the people I journeyed through life with, Would you hold them for me, squeeze them, and just give them a big old hug like Ray Red? They spent their first Christmas in heaven. I don't know what it's like, but it's got to be glorious where the king of glory were celebrating his birth. All I know is heaven likes the party. No, the Bible tells us that. Do you know that the Bible says every time someone comes to the Lord, they throw a party in heaven? That's why I like leading a lot of people to the Lord. I want to be, I want, when I die, make sure you keep leading people to the Lord because I want to party. I go, yeah, baby, orale. Yeah, and I believe God's even Chicano. Yeah. Well, what does the Bible say? He's el oim, el señor, el shaddai, el, el. I'm just saying, just saying. They're going to have a banquet table. They're going to have a lamb. It's going to be a little matanza. It's going to be awesome. Look, I don't know what heaven's going to be like, but it's going to be glorious. Our loved ones are there. Can you imagine? I really mean that. Imagine that. Your loved one's there at the banquet table. And they're going, 
this is even better than grandma's house. This is better than Nana. This is better than my grandpa. This is better than be in the presence of Almighty God. Oh, listen to me, church. I know you might be broken and you might be hurting, but I want you to know that there's hope in the Lord. I want you to know that he shines his light to give us guidance in the midst of darkness. And I want you to know that he knows your brokenness. He knows how much you fake it every day. He knows how you get up and struggle to get up and you put that mask on and you look happy and you go, they go, how are you doing? You go, oh, I'm doing good. And you're not, you're a mess. But God says, that's okay. You're a mess that I'm gonna bless. You're gonna be a blessed mess. And you're gonna, I'm gonna put you all together. See, we're kind of like Humpty Dumpty. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put us back together. But the king can, and he can restore you and put you back together and make you whole all over again. And he wants to do that for you. And all you have to do is put your trust in him and say, God, thank you. Thank you so much. You had a candle that you were given when you came in tonight. You were also given communion. Now communion, Jesus said, he said, in the night that he was betrayed, he took the cup and he took the bread. And he took the bread and he broke it and he gave thanks and he gave it to the disciples and he said, take this all of you and eat it for this is my body. And he said, do this in remembrance of me. We're remembering our loved ones right now and we're remembering their love and their care and we're remembering our journey with them and we're remembering everything about them. But let me tell you something, it's gotta start with the Lord. So I want you to hold the bread in your hand and I want you to confess your brokenness to God. And I want you to say, God, this is how broken I am. I feel so broken, I feel so empty. I feel lost, I feel lonely. And even though I have the joy of God, I also have such brokenness, I don't even know how to get through this, but God will bring you through. So if you need communion, just raise your hand, they're passing it out. But I want you to hold that bread and I want you to talk to God right now and say, I know it represents you and I'm eating this in remembrance of you, but God, this is what's going on in my life. This is what's going on in my family. My mom hasn't been the same since dad died. Dad hasn't been the same since mom died. God, I haven't been the same since mom died. I haven't been the same since dad died. God, our family hasn't been the same since my brother or my sister died. God, our family hasn't been the same since our grandson or granddaughter or nephew or niece died. 
God, our family, and just tell God what's going on. And as you hold that bread, say, God, I know you died to forgive us of our sins, but you also died to bring wholeness to our life and comfort and peace. And you died to bring a wellness. So he took the bread and he gave thanks and he gave it to the disciples saying, take this all of you and eat it for this is my body and do this in remembrance of me. So tonight is a night of remembrance, but let's start with the Lord because when we remember what he did for us, guess what? He can put you all back together again. So God, hear the prayer of every individual here tonight. Hear what they're asking of you and meet their need. I pray in Jesus' name, you may eat the bread. Likewise, he took the cup and he gave thanks and he said, take this all of you and drink from it for it's my blood. It's the blood of a new covenant. You see, I'm making a promise that I go and prepare a place for you. In my father's house, there are many mansions and I go and prepare a place for you. And when everything is ready, he says, I will come and get you. I don't know why it was ready for some faster than for others. We're doing a funeral for a lady that passed away at the age of 96. She was still driving every day, going to the store, going to the bank, going to get her hair done. 96, enjoying life. And yet there's some that die in the womb. They never even got to come out. The mom, the dad never got to hold their baby alive. And we don't understand those things, but God in his infinite wisdom says, this is my blood. It's a new covenant. I'm not going to drink of this cup again until I come for you. He came for some of us sooner than others. Lord, we're holding this cup, a cup of promise, a cup of hope, a cup of strength, a cup of redemption, but a cup of sealing your protection over us. Would you be over our family, God? We claim the blood of Jesus to heal the wounds. We claim the blood of Jesus to restore our lives. We claim the blood of Jesus to make us more and more like him. So Lord, we remember the words of the Lord after you blessed the cup and you said, drink this in remembrance of me. You drink of the cup. You were also given a candle. The candle is to represent several things. Number one, the light of the world, which is Jesus Christ. But it's also to represent your loved one. Because you know what? They continue to shine in your heart. They continue to shine in your eyes. And people go, what's that sparkle in your eyes? Even with sad eyes, they sparkle because your loved one is shining through. 
So we're going to have candle lighters come up. The head of Frontline Resurrection Ministry, a ministry for women going through transitional living. The head of Unders Construction, a ministry to help people come on up on stage that help people get free from addiction. We're going to have Ray Baldonado, the director of Daniel Family Funeral Homes up on Sarah Road behind Intel, who has serviced many, many of our families. We're going to have Donna Norris come up, and she's the head of our grief share ministry, that she has ministered to hundreds and hundreds. And if you need ministry, she's more than happy to minister to you. Then I'm going to come and ask my wife, Pastor Cindy, to come and stand by my side. Someone that has journeyed through life with me for the past 40 years as ministers of the gospel, and we've ministered to many, many broken families. So don't be lighting candles. Don't get your lighter out and light it, because we're going to light it from the candle of the Lord. Cindy, can you go like this off of the Christ candle and then bring it to me? Please be careful. Don't burn yourselves or someone else. Try to keep it straight up so you don't drip all over yourself. Or try not to get too close because some people bow their head so much. No, literally, a little girl, her hair, her bangs got on fire. She's never forgot that candle lighting service. <laughs> Neither have I. It wasn't funny at the time. It is now when we look back. Oh, you remember when Monique burned her hair? Oh, my gosh. Pobrecita Monique. <laughs> but I want you to hold that candle. A lifeless candle. A candle that has no brilliance to it. And I want you to say, God, my loved one, wasn't lifeless. They were full of life and light. So as we pass this on, tell the person that you would light their candle, the peace of God be with you. Tell them that. As they step down, once they step off the stage, shut all the lights off. Because we just want to focus on the light that your loved one's shown in your life, in your household. The light that continues to be brilliant there. And you might be thinking, we miss them so much, but you know what? Their light is shining really bright in your lives. See all these pictures? <laughs> When I said, I was asking everybody, did you bring a picture? They go, Pastor, they're right over there. They're over there. And they're over there. Man, to see your joy of showing off your loved one. So shield your candle as you all walk into the audience. And just tell them, don't forget, tell them the peace of God be with you. So would you please stand? Worship the Lord. Would you go ahead and shut off the lights in the house? 
your loved one right now tell God everything you've been going through the pain how much you miss them tell God everything you're carrying empty yourself out God right now. Now lift up your prayer to the Lord. Lift up the candle and say, God, I give you everything. Your praise, my worship, my pain, my agony. We miss them, God. Tell them how much we love them. Tell them how much we want them back. Lord, hold them till we get there. Say thank you, Lord, for the great joy they brought in our life. All of our loved ones, our mom, our dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, friend, neighbor, grandson, granddaughter, nephew, niece, whatever they might have been to you. Say, God, tell them we love them. Oh, yes, we do, Lord. I'm going to trust you for the healing. Oh, God will work out everything for good. I'm going to put my trust in you, God. I'm going to put my trust in you. I'm going to put my trust in you. I will trust you. 
If you know the Our Father, would you pray it with me? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Yes, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory are yours forever and ever. Father, we love you. We hold this candle up representing all the people in our life that have died. But Lord, it represents all the people in our life that are still alive. They're just alive with you. Lord, let your light so shine in our life and let our light so shine that it brings glory to God in heaven. Father, we hold this candle. In the midst of our grief, we hold on to hope. In the midst of hope, we seek your strength. And God, we seek your healing. Thank you that, Lord, death doesn't have to be our companion, but, Lord, life does. So we receive the life of Jesus, and we carry the life of our loved one. And we do so forevermore. And we pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And God's people shout out, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may blow out your candle. Say, God, this candle might not be burning anymore on the outside, but it still is burning on the inside of my heart. We love you, church. God bless you. Let next year be a year where you're going to embrace the healing God has begun. Be blessed on your way out. If you want to leave the candle, there's boxes you could throw the candle in or you could take it home with you. But God bless you and Happy New Year. We love you.